You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Bradley Castellanos. Bradley, thanks so much for being with me today. Uh, thank you for having me. Bradley, we're talking on February 15th, and this was um, near the ending of your show, which uh, may be extended, but viewers certainly have information to reach out to the gallery from here at, at Foley Gallery. And it was a three-person show called Cut. And I, I want to talk about your work in here. Um, mm-hmm. I really like, like the whole show. Obviously, Cut had to do with people approaching the medium in some ways. Maybe to begin with, can you talk a little bit about how that, that title in this three-person show uh, related to your work, your paintings in the show? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think of myself as a painter. Um, that's my background. Um, initially started with pretty much oil painting, but um, over time, for I guess the last 20 years or so, um, I'm definitely more of a mixed uh, media painter, but a large part of my process is um, this idea of layering um, and collaging, uh, painting, whether it, uh, painting with um, photo collage, uh, paper collage. Um, so a lot of it, a lot of my work is uh, is around, you know, kind of the cut edge. So drawing, you know, with exacto blades. Um, so a lot about that about that hard edge and in, in layering. So this so this painting or the paintings in here, that's how mm-hmm. they were. That's how they were built. That's how they were drawn. There's there's of course yeah hard edges in a number of these, and I want to go through several of them but um but like like the first one that i wanted to talk about which i just i just love this one it's a fever gem and you know feels mm-hmm. like you're you're in the middle of a of a um botanical garden or something but this of course yes. is filled with 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 sharp leaves everywhere so in this yep. painting these are these are cut there's a there's a cutting process to, to achieve those lines mm-hmm. is that what you're yeah saying? so yeah, so in this specific piece, um, so that is a photo collage. So <clears throat> uh, the Fever Gem and the other piece, Sleepwalker, are photo collages, where the other are paper collages. So in Fever Gem, I essentially, um, yes, it is a botanical garden, so I source take photographs um, for these two pieces. I think this was, this was actually at the Bronx Botanical Garden, was the kind of structure you see in the background. And through uh, digital manipulation, I did kind of a uh, reflected the image. And I can't remember specifically, but I think I built up more in Photoshop, more foliage in the foreground, reflected the image. I have it printed, and then I start cutting um, into the photograph that I've had printed. And um, I will have paint on a panel so I'm cutting and layering paint and moving it on and off and then eventually when I have a ground that I am uh, happy with I will adhere the the cut photo to the the panel uh, with the paint ground on there and then I'll start painting back in and then layering on top with more cut paper or cut photo so essentially this kind of weaving of uh, painting and photography and I believe this piece is oil and acrylic. 
with the photo collage. So yeah, it's, I, it's I really, love this piece because there's a number of odd and interesting things about it. In one, it almost looks like a split image that's a mirror image, but of yes. course it's, it's not a mirror image. You know, each side is unique if we drew a line down the, the, the center, right? Right, right. Right, yeah. So it started with the photograph that I had manipulated digitally. It was, you know, um, precisely the same. But then, yes, as I go into it more and more, it starts to um, depart from that, um, you know, and, and it becomes a little unbalanced but balanced. And so this is kind of like an exotic one, you know. This is, you know, to start with, but it's just the, the setting, of course, as as apparently it is a botanical garden is, um, mm -hmm. is, 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 you know, looks sort of like, I don't know, Rousseau jungle or something, but just yes. the colors and the aspect of it feels like, yeah, it feels like we're, we're walking through a jungle. It's sort of the absolute opposite in, in some ways of a city experience. The, yes. It's, it's an, it's an immersive pseudo jungle experience, right? Yes. So, yeah. So I think these pieces, so this kind of came out of a previous, body of work I had done um, that had shown at Ryan Lee several years ago, but um, I grew up in Florida, so um, I lived in New York for, you know, quite a while, and I was doing kind of more urban and industrial sort of landscapes, and then over time, it, my work became a little bit more pastoral, uh, but then I started making works that kind of reflected on my time and my upbringing in Florida, kind of tying into that foliage um and and that palette in a way um so yeah so that's kind of like the origin of uh of the piece is, is kind of like that connection to the tropical the, to the, the, tropical to the landscape, landscape yeah itself yeah well so there's there's others in here like that i um maybe before we, we talk about that one um i'm thinking you know sleepwalker and firebrader i wanted to talk about one called seer which, which is really distinct from the rest. This is um, uh, a figure looking, yes. you know, to the left, which is which is an unusual gaze to begin with. But, um, but yeah, tell me about this one, Seer, because this seems to stand apart from the rest in in some respects. Yeah. So, I guess this, in a way, is <clears throat> kind of indicative of kind of where my work is now. Where in the past, um, my work was so much focused on landscape. Um, that's really, I feel like the, the grounding, um, theme of my work is, is landscape. And they always had over time, you know, that there would be figures in these kind of dreamy landscapes. But, um, more recently, I feel like some of my works, I'm trying to focus on more figurative work. So where the, the, um, the figures become more central to the image it becomes more about them and so this is this is a smaller piece so kind of my work is is very labor intensive and i'll be working on some pieces for you know months um maybe even a year or more depending upon how it's going or what kind of roadblocks i run into so this is a smaller piece um that's on paper it's not on panel and it happened quite quickly um so in these more recent figurative works um, I was really thinking about, you know, the figures as being, um, you know, uh, they're kind of portraits of uh, or conduits of um, the creative processes. 
um, like metaphors for the creative process. So, you know, I sort of saw this, this individual, you know, as kind of harnessing our, you know, transcending this wild and unpredictable world, um, if, if that helps. But um, it, it does. So seer, seer is a, um, a form of kind of visioning. Is that how you see it? I mean, that doesn't sound yeah. like it's the artistic process. How is the, how is the, yes. Uh, the kind of other side scene. So, um, and that's an interesting, you know, way to look at it. So a seer as a, um, yeah, sees beyond reality, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so like, you know, as my work has evolved, it's become much more self-referential in a way. Like it's much more, um, whereas in the past, I would kind of set out to try to find these places or create these sort of, um, you know, uh, not foreign or mysterious landscapes, whereas now I feel like my work or what I'm working on exactly like right now is really more based in where I am in my process. Um, I'm currently living in um, coastal New Hampshire, and we have kind of more of a rural property. I have a studio here, and um, pretty much all of my work now is is coming out of my place where I am exactly um, so that's been sort of an interesting evolution and that's something that's kind of tracked, you know, through, through my life as an artist is how my work has, um, really reflected where I am, uh, physically. So when I was in New York, you know, doing a lot of urban work and then, um, and, and, uh, so then when I came here, it's kind of, it's, it's changed a lot. <laughs> It's so interesting, yeah, it makes so much sense. So, um, yeah, New Hampshire now, that must be a whole other world. I mean, to, to talk about some of these others in here that were in the, um, the group show we're discussing, Sleepwalker, this is another landscape incredibly lush, like the first one, um, looking almost botanical gardenish because these, these leaves are, are so outsized. So yeah. Sleepwalker, this is also a large one. It's like five by... Um, Four by five, five by, and five by four. Five yeah. by four. Yeah. Um, where was this made? Tell me a little bit about this because this has a sky that's patterned. There's a lot of different things happening here, but we're still in this sort of like radiant landscape. Yeah. So um, again, similar to Fever Gem, I cannot um, say exactly where all of the. I know some of the. Um, some of the foliage in this was sourced from the Bronx Botanical Gardens, but then I think some of it as well was shot in Florida. So what I do or for these works is I would just take tons of pictures of foliage and then, you know, sit at the computer and kind of construct these, these landscapes. It was always important to me for these works for them to kind of depart from the source and not be about a specific place. Um, you know, and to become about this kind of magical, surreal world. Um, and then the figure was shot separately, um, you know, with this very patterned dress on. And that was important, too, to to bring the patterning of the garment into the work as well. Um, and so this one, to me, was so much more just about this dreamy um, mood. And I feel like also this piece carries um, something, you know, the, the palette, is always important to me. And um, one thing, I just love these kind of acidic palettes. I always think about kind of when you, well, like a, I don't know if you ever see like a 
a drop of gasoline when it falls in in water there's this very like kind of toxic rainbow that um i've always found so um so captivating because it's so wrong but it's so sort of seductive and so i've always been interested in this tension in the palette you know to kind of depart from what it should be and just kind of really amplify it and kind of it has it kind of feels like you know the hairs up on the back of your neck or something right and 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 this particular landscape was this this was painted also in new hampshire this yes this was painted yep yep in new hampshire yeah so this and so, and so, so, so how is that yeah let's talk about that so that's interesting this is i mean as 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 these all were i think um how yeah how how is this painting affected by new hampshire i mean in one way maybe it's yeah i don't think so, so this one i would say this one was not this was like thinking more more back on my um on my time from florida so this was more reflective as far as um thinking about landscape so yeah less so about obviously new hampshire and more about my time from florida but i know when i was making this piece and say fever gem um i've always been very influenced by um one of my big influences was always uh, like hudson river school painters and these big you know kind of sublime landscapes and how they would go out you know into the landscape and make these sketches and then go back to the studio and then you know in the studio there's a jump is made to where they become even more grand than the real thing and so it becomes like kind of in a way like it's more um there's something about being removed from the place when you're in your studio that allows it to become, um, you kind of have more creative freedom. You're not more wedded to it. Um, and that was something that I was, I was thinking about as I made these and have them, it's, it's more reflective. Um, and it becomes, I feel, it feels more surreal or magical because I'm not in that place. So I guess this goes against what I was saying about my work being more about where I am right now, um, uh, where I said that previously. But yeah, yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. sense. It is, it is. It's interesting. And um, there's another piece in the show, uh, which is you know maybe kind of the most enigmatic in a way of what we've been talking about, called Fire Braider. Yeah, and um, another another large piece, and this one seems to have almost kind of um, I don't know mystical aspects to it. This is somebody outside that looks like they're working a fire. That looks like yeah, they are to some extent braiding a fire. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So this this was uh, you know created here in New Hampshire, and this is the setting is is um, you know it's because it's not photo based. This is all cut paper, collage, drawing. So there's no photo in this one. Um, and this is a framed work versus on panel. So it's a straight paper. <clears throat> but um, this is, uh, um, again, tying into, you know, these these works as, as these figurative works as being kind of metaphors uh, for the creative process. And the, the, the inspiration for this piece came from uh, a friend of ours, my wife and I, who's a poet, Jessica Savitz, and in one of her poems, she talked about a firebreaker. And there's something about that image that just really planted in, in my head. Um, 
And it was one of those things where, you know, once it was in there, I felt like I had to, you know, manifest, create this work. Um, and I just love the idea of, of, you know, braiding fire. It's fire. There's so much, you know, symbol, symbolism, religious, you know, the presence of God or the Holy Spirit um, kind of creation. So um, it's kind of very direct metaphor. That, uh, yeah, it is. It is a very poetic idea too. I I I, I love that. And um, so there's there's one more here I, I want to discuss, which is the uh, the last well, not the last one in the show, but it's one more that we're talking about here, which is uh, the artist portrait, which I assume is a self a self portrait, um, another good sized piece, but also you know uh, beautiful palette and coloring and patterning here. Something still different from the rest in a way. Um, can you tell me about this? This, this. I don't know if this relates to New Hampshire either. Uh, maybe that's unfair to bring that in, but this also has a, yeah, a, a number of qualities to it. And, and what might be the technique of cutting seems to really come out here, the way these leaves and shapes seem to all be patterns that are intertwining. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, it. it I mean, uh, it is a self-portrait. I guess in a way it's definitely not, uh, it's not my face, but um definitely was thinking about myself or about, you know, the artist process. Um, and it does kind of reflect back to some other works I had done. There's that sort of tapestry that's draped over the trees. And I had done a, <clears throat> um, a group of works on paper that were just uh, essentially kind of, experiments with palette and patterning. Um, I had done a series of, of larger photo-based works that were these sort of Rorschachs. And from, from the, the cutoffs from those pieces, um, I made these smaller works on paper. Um, and so it was really just kind of like so much of my process, I feel like reflects back on itself. So I'll take elements and other works and, and bring them into, you know, different pieces. It's kind of just you know, there's kind of just like a big, you know, crucible of things and that I draw from. So it was really just kind of reflecting back um, on other works I had done. And, and, um, and actually the figure, the posture of the figure, I don't know if you know the um, George Harrison's album, All Things Must Pass. So that the figure sitting on the stool, I kind of used that, um, the, the album, uh, cover image as sort of a reference for the, the artist posture sitting there on that stool. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I do recognize that posture from that album cover. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, well, Bradley, I mean, congratulations on this show. I, I, I want to ask you one more question that's a, a little off topic, but I'm always yep. curious, what are, you, what are you reading at the moment? Um, well, as far as... I'm always reading a lot of news for better or worse. Um, and that does, I feel like tend to creep its way into my work. Like I said, I've always been um, in, uh, you know, landscape is at the core of everything. And I guess I'm, you know, just environmentally, I feel like those themes run through my work, but outside of like news, I've been recently reading um, uh, the uh, Lauren Groff. Um, she has a, compilation of short stories called Florida, which is pretty fitting. Um, so I've been reading her work and there's just some uh, images there that really resonate um, in, in the texts. So it's a compilation of short stories that 
they're kind of you know whimsical, fantastical. Um, uh, kind of really hit home for me. Bradley, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. It's really been a pleasure, and I wish you well with the show. And listeners can also um, find out more about the show by uh, following the links here. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.